0: how can you have the relationship that you have always hoped for you can become closer and more connected to your partner with these real world relationship building ideas welcome to coupled up with your hosts karen collins Achetti and max Achetti. if you want to be close to your partner every interaction needs to be with that goal in mind
1: now here is karen and max Welcome to Coupled Up, the relationship show where you can be selected to be an on-air guest to discuss your relationship with us. If you and your partner are doing great and want to share with us how you are navigating your relationship well, or if you have that you would like us to help you with, let us know. You can also call in or write us to ask your toughest relationship questions to get answers and options that will make a difference in your relationship. Collins Chetty, along with my co-host Massimiliano Chetty, hi, who is also my husband. I am a therapist in private practice, and Max is a psychologist in Jupiter, Florida. During the upcoming shows, we will be discussing different aspects of relationship to use if you would like to grow in your relationship.
2: Hello, everyone. This is Max, and I'm super excited to host a up, lovely wife, Karen, and uh, we can't wait to, to get to know all. And, uh, um, you know, listen from from, from you.
1: We developed the show to encourage couples to be proactive in developing the best relationship possible. Often, when couples come into my practice to see me, it is after... resentment for one another has built up, making it more difficult to return to a better place. More and more couples are realizing the importance of coming into couples therapy early to develop their best relationship, and long they aren't sure how to handle I see many singles and couples who initially express that they are not good at relationships, because many of their relationships have ended, or the one they are in now is not how they would like it to be. I would like to offer a healthy way to view relationships for you to gain the most you can from each one you have had. If a relationship ends, it does not mean one or both partners are flawed at relationships. I do not view a relationship ending as a failure. A relationship beginning and ending is a choice and an opportunity, not a failure. An ending is a period of transition that can allow for reflection and opportunity to learn even more from where you just were. In addition, when a relationship ends, maybe it would be beneficial to view that relationship as having ran its natural course and it came to an end when it was supposed to. I think each relationship that we have gives gives us what we need for the next. You can use what you gained and learned in that relationship about yourself to move forward. The reality is that we are all learning as we go in everything, but especially in relationships. How many times have you said to yourself after a relationship ends, I will never do that again. That is a great example of something that you learned while in that relationship. The next step is figuring out how not to repeat whatever it was that you didn't like with yourself and or within that relationship. None of us are born knowing how to navigate a relationship well or how to be a good partner, ourselves included, but we all can learn as we go how to become better partners. For
2: example, as a couple, worker and I work together every day to learn how to be together, how to meet, you know, uh, one another's needs while uh, also meeting our own and how to build a life that we want together. In fact, our idea that we are presenting here is that navigating relationship is a process that we can learn, especially when we take into account our previous relationships. What if each relationship gives you what you need for the next relationship? What if you use all that you have learned about yourself as an individual and a partner in previous relationships to be the best partner you can be now?
1: Think about this for a second. It's no different than anything that you have an interest in doing well. If you want to improve the way you play golf, you would collect knowledge and information to become a better golf player. You would build on what you have already learned from previously playing golf. If you want to improve your relationship, you can get knowledge and information to be better in your relationship in a similar way. The knowledge, information, and experience that you gain will ultimately help you become the best partner that you can be. Yeah, overall,
2: I have, I think, Karen, uh, I I think, I mean, the the take-home message is that we all know how to be in a relationship because it's a natural occurrence, but there is always the possibility to improve based on our individual needs. Getting good at relationships happens uh, with experience and desire to become good at it, not by accident. Keep in mind that if you, uh, if your goal is to be close to your partner, every everything um, that you uh, you have to do is um, and it has to be with that goal in mind.
1: I completely agree. I look at getting good at relationships as a lifelong process. I think it helps to look at it that way. It feels much better to me to know that there is the ability to learn more and improve if you would like to, rather than think you will always be where you have been. I am grateful for the growth, growth that I have had over the years. I have learned from each relationship that I have been in, and I try to use all that I have learned and all that I am still learning to become a better partner to Max, but I am certainly a work in progress.
2: Oh, definitely. You have to work a little bit more. That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) But um, each week on our show, we will have a couples segment, guest uh, guest couple and question segment, single segments, and weekly couples challenge. So last week, uh, um, we we discussed about conflict recovery conversations after a disagreement. If you didn't catch the show it's worth listening to uh, as this is a significant productive uh, protective factor that if you incorporate in your in your relationship you will be well on your way to having a much closer connection with your partner in agreement
1: on tonight's show we are discussing how to increase respect and admiration for your partner We want you to understand the role that respect or lack lack of it plays in your relationship and how increasing admiration for one another can make you closer to your partner. This is one of my favorite topics to discuss with couples. Respect is so important to me in every aspect of my life and in every relationship that I have. I think that respect is the foundation for all relationships. Relationships with our kids, our friends, coworkers, and even our bosses. The most satisfying relationships that I have are the ones that mutual respect is at the core of the relationship. It is such a critical element of my relationships that I will not compromise on it. If it can't be developed for whatever reason, then I remove myself from that connection whenever possible.
2: The benefits of uh, taking the time to increase and maintain respect are numerous, including being more content with your relationship, feeling better Uh, about your partner and your partner about you, improved self-esteem, becoming closer and creating a relationship that is protected from internal and external influences.
1: Building respect by increasing admiration for your partner is a protective factor that we consider to be at the foundation of a healthy, healthy relationship. You will notice that respect is an element in most everything that we will share with you. Respect can mean something different to everyone, so there is a need to have an established and agreed upon standard for each unique couple. So
2: have you ever noticed how it is easy to automatically respect someone that
1: you admire? It's true. I would never think of being disrespectful to a fellow colleague that I think is a phenomenal therapist and who has work that I admire. The respect seems to come naturally.
2: Um, So, if you want to develop more respect in a relationship, you can do that by increasing admiration, for instance. Yes,
1: I think so. But let's talk about respect first. I had mentioned earlier that respect can mean something different to everyone and to each couple. When you think of showing respect in a relationship, what are some examples you can think of together as a couple? I suggest that you find the most relaxed setting that you can possibly find, whatever that might look like for you. Maybe laying on a blanket underneath a shade tree together, on two towels at the beach as the sun is setting, or in front of a toasty fireplace together if you live up north.
2: Come on, this is too romantic.
1: It is romantic, (laughs) it could be. And that's exactly how I see it, actually, because you'd be more relaxed. That's Right. Wherever you feel most relaxed and open to one another. Together, write down what each of you think of as respect, using actions and behaviors as examples to give life to your definition. For example, I feel respected when you call me from work to let me know that you will be home later than normal. Or, I feel respected by you when you tell your family how you think I am such a great mom. Once you have listed at least five examples for each of you, discuss if you can agree on that each example shows respect. If you agree, that is great. If not, set those examples that you don't agree on aside for now starting with the easy the ones you agree on first makes sense
2: so let me think about five examples of respect about you okay I will work later on that so, okay. <laughs> so no I think one of the the most important um, elements of respect is be honest uh, with one another I mean I think that is uh, uh, on the the, the fundamental aspects of a, of an healthy relationship. So, um, what else? Um, we can, what do you think? What are other aspects of, uh, uh, respect to show respect to a partner? What do
1: you think? Well, I wanted to just say that I think that when you're doing this with your partner, you need to be honest with one another when you're throwing those out there. Mm -hmm. And when I say be honest, I mean, do you think that each of you consistently do the examples that your partner gave? If not, identifying what gets in your way of doing them like in the response to not calling when coming home later than normal. your response might be, well, I, I don't mean to not let you know. I guess I just get so caught up in work that I simply forget to call you and the time seems to get away from me. So in that case, go
2: ahead. That sounds familiar, I guess, I, right? Max does I think we are
1: just <laughs>
2: making our private life on the show, so no. it's not that good. <laughs>
1: no. Max does do this, but I don't typically get upset with him. I know right where he's at. Anyways, um, but understanding why you don't do what you do and that... In this case, he did not think that it was taken as disrespect where she did. So in discussing it, you can kind of figure that out. So once you've had that discussion about, you know, what each of you are thinking about it, why she thinks it's disrespectful and why he thinks he's not really, you know, seeing it the same way, um, you can better understand it and understand each other's point of view. But now that you know that your partner considers it a way to show respect to her it makes sense to figure out how to put this into a consistent practice um, so an example would be you could set your alarm at four o'clock and at that time you can assess if you will be leaving work on time if not you can text or call your partner to let her know to me that's a really simple fix that will pay off in how it makes your partner feel cared for valued. Um, so.
2: So, for instance, so one thing that I really like, and I think this is our personal uh, life now uh, involved in the show, <clears throat> like, uh, when you show support uh, of, uh, um, when you support me about my um, professional life. So, I, I think that is very, I find that very, very respectful, um, first of all, as an individual, uh, but most importantly, as a part of uh, our couple. So, and, um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I found that very, what do you think?
1: For me, respect is that underlying foundation that a couple has together, kind of like knowing how you will and won't treat one another and how you talk to one another. A few examples on my list of what showing respect means to me are showing support, as you said, Max, to one another personally and professionally. So the action of that would be for me, if I'm struggling with a work issue, you listen, you don't pass judgment, you offer support and opinions when asked for, and you don't get frustrated when I need to talk a little more than normal about work. Um, other other things for me are never calling one another names, um, speaking about one another to others in a positive way, talking about issues as they arise shows me respect. Um, being honest and upfront, um, the fact that I can trust you shows me respect. I think that was something that we had talked about earlier too.
2: So uh, as we, I mean, as you were describing what. Each other of us consider to be respectful. I noticed that we have similar thoughts and few differences. We do. So probably is, you know, the that's
1: pretty normal, I think. Yeah,
2: and it's it's important to not completely overlap in terms of thoughts. I mean, otherwise, it wouldn't be uh, a relationship that uh, tend to grow. Uh, I mean, if we always have the uh, the same idea or, or we agree of everything probably right. won't be even a relationship. would, would be like uh, talking to yourself on the, on the mirror.
1: Exactly. Well, we are individuals, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. So yeah, it's normal for couples to have two or a few, obviously different opinions on that. Um, but okay. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to point out that um, if you feel that you're being disrespected, it can awful, uh, often cause aggravation and resentment and disconnection. Um, so you want to spend time, you know, working to not uh, be disrespectful to your partner. Um, you know, it's, it, if you think about it, like in terms of if you've ever worked with a disrespectful coworker, you probably don't want to spend a lot of time with them. Um, and it kind of is the same thing in a, in a relationship. You, you get ill feelings towards one another.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, same constant in a relationship. I recall you're saying that there is a correlation between admiring someone and showing respect to that person. So beyond establishing the the respect, looks like for you as a couple, how can increasing admiration for one another improve respect?
1: Yeah, we... We'll be heading to break, and when we come back, we will be talking more about the admiration increasing, Um, but I wanted to point out, too, that um, we need to keep in mind that we have to have a higher number of positive thoughts than negative thoughts, and um, part of that is offering forgiveness when your partner maybe makes a misstep, and also, you know, if you do something, I'm not exaggerating um, the offense and making it kind of... Uh, negate all of the wonderful things that you do
2: so like for instance so my tea bags that I live Yeah, every time on the counter. So yeah, right? Max
1: has a bad habit of leaving his tea bags in his teacup and initially when we got married I used to say could you please just empty the, the cup and you know, I Have now chosen to not <laughs> really focus on that and that's okay. Um, I just consider it part of his charm now, and I kind of smile when he still leaves the tea bags in in the cup. It's just something he's not going to do.
2: Well, now uh, I do that on purpose because I know that you like.
1: Yeah, right now, right now you know I like it. All right. Um, I wanted to kind of on that same note, and we're going to be heading to the break here soon. It's it's easy for me to quickly list the reasons why I admire Max, and so when I do get upset with him. Um, I just think of a lot of those things, and and that is helpful.
2: I need just to start talking Italian or m- make my accent more more pronounced. Yeah, right? so sooner like or to later be... that's
1: gonna wear off. But yeah, okay, cool. all right, uh, <laughs> yeah, sooner or later, probably sooner rather than later. But all right, um, so like I said, when we come back from the break, we're going to be discussing um, ways that you can actually have thoughts uh, started uh, thought starters for um, improving admiration and increasing admiration we will be back in just a few
0: it's your world motivate, change, succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com Karen Collins' book, In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, is written for people like you who are searching for that great partner or are already in a relationship. Karen's book will assist you in identifying the relationship that you want and need and help you to develop a plan of action to get you there. You will develop skills to be the best partner that you can be and learn how to write your own love story. Check out In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, available at Amazon.com and through PayPal. Karen collins Achetti is happy to help you via online therapy. She is licensed for therapy in both Florida and Ohio and can offer relationship coaching in all 50 states. To schedule an appointment, visit OurLoveStory.com. If you would like to schedule an in-person session and you are in the South Florida area, Karen is located in Jupiter and can be reached at 561-512-9743. You can also schedule an appointment from your computer or smartphone. Visit OurLoveStory.com. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. Would you like to share your story or have a question or comment for the show? please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to karencollins71 at yahoo.com. You can also visit Karen's website at rlovestory.com. That's letter R, lovestory.com. Now back to Coupled Up.
1: Hi, welcome back. This is Karen and Max. Tonight we're talking about respect and admiration and how you can increase that in your relationship. And we're continuing on from what we were discussing before the break. And I wanted to to move forward and talk about how it's really important to understand that what you think affects how you feel and how you feel affects how you respond. If you think that your partner is great because he is a great father to your children and a hard worker, for example, you will likely feel pride and admiration for who he is and will respond to him accordingly. But if you think that your partner is not a very good father and lazy, you will likely have a much different response to him.
2: Well, if you expect perfection, you will surely be disappointed. Your partner and things are never going to be perfect and difficulties will arise But by keeping things in perspective, you reduce the chances of disappointment and resentment building towards your partner. It it seems that people get so upset over small things that truly do not in the big picture.
1: I think so too, and it is never a good idea to keep score of all of your partner's missteps by allowing things to be resolved. You can free yourself from holding on to whatever happened. Some partners will bring up a litany of things that their partner has done since they became a couple. Unless those things continue to repeat without resolution, what is the benefit of holding on to them? If there is a continuance of the issue, then it's worth discussing to find a resolution.
2: Like my OCD, for, for instance, right? Correct.
1: Okay. But there is no benefit in okay. just holding on to, to it just to use an argument. Yeah, sure. We were. I was mentioning before the break, it's really easy for me um, to quickly list the reasons why I admire you. If I get upset with you for something you do, or more often than not, it's something that you don't do. Um, it's easy for me to counteract that with, uh, but he is wonderful in how he does this for me or with me. And it's important... Uh, to not become too critical and discount what is going well, which can easily happen. And that's what I had mentioned before about having more negative thoughts than positive thoughts. You need to make sure there's way more positive thoughts than negative thoughts about your partner. Makes sense?
2: Well, I mean I think it makes sense also because I don't find I, I can imagine to have negative things uh you know related to me or,
1: you know i know I'm being perfect is 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 hard it
2: just related to others not exactly. to me right yeah okay <laughs> but no uh you know uh now uh, coming back to the topic yeah i mean for instance some of my favorite ways to remind myself of the good over the bad things is that uh for instance uh, uh and oh, i think uh, i told you about Uh, about this very important aspect is the way I trust you so and the way you are supportive. It's something that um, basically makes the difference, um, and that's why I'm here with you, I guess. I guess. That's it. Mm, All right.
1: right. So, I wanted to, to mention, too, that if you catch yourself focusing more on the negatives, it's probably a pretty good sign that criticism has moved in and really catching that. Um, So how can you remind yourself of the good things? I have a couple thought starters and I put them on my website as well for you. You can find them um, on on the couples challenge page um, because this is also gonna be part of of the couples challenge that I will go over later. Um, But some of the starters are, my partner is fill in the blank. Um, Think of a time when your partner was very supportive to you. Think of at least one benefit of being with your partner. One of the one of my favorite things to talk about with my partner is what fill in the blank. One of my favorite things to do with my partner is what, and what what this does is it invokes thoughts that you that you have of good memories and good times and um, elicits positive. And, you know, I I think it's really important to also note that nothing is all good or all bad, typically, and nobody's all good or all bad. So when you start thinking that, you know, your partner is, you know, from a negative lens or or talking about your partner from a negative lens or a negative spot, it can look like they're all bad. So being very careful not to be too critical.
2: That's true. I mean, and now that you make me think, because if you you know when you talk to your clients or or, or even uh, our friends and they have certain you know like resentment uh, for exes or you know uh, partners like they try to focus only in few aspects like uh, is like uh, Ichirami is completely uh, uh, a bad guy I don't want to see him again Okay, now cheating—it probably is too extreme, but they—it seems to be that people lose the uh, the big picture, like the relationship uh, as a whole. It, of course, good things, bad things can happen, right? But if you keep in mind what is the good and what is the bad, in the same time, probably you have room to think if the relationship is worth it to you know to be. Uh, fixed or to be safe or to be like uh, let's continue you know continue yeah. and, and see if there is enough room to uh, you know to, to 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 be together otherwise i mean and yeah that's something that uh,
1: right. so i mean you make pretty a good, common yeah. absolutely you make a good point so if you notice that your you know most of the things that you think about are coming from that negative vantage point about your partner that is a huge red flag and you you know can can uh, kind of stop his tracks by challenging those things. Like if I were to think, you know, um, Max, you know, is never, uh, never wherever I need him or never here enough for me, I can say, well, wait a minute, you know, he has been to, you know, every work event that I've had or, um, you know, he's always, you know, there when my son needs something. So I can challenge that negative perception of him. Um, so, again, I wanted to just point out that uh, respect and admiration are very connected and it's secular in that if you have respect for someone, you can increase the admiration. If you have increased admiration, you're increasing the respect. And it just kind of, like I said, is a secular process. So really working towards that. And, again, you know, keep in mind that um, what I had mentioned about the coworker um you know, if we feel disrespected, it is very unlikely that we're going to spend a lot of time, want to spend a lot of time, and it's the same thing in a relationship. So, you know, please keep that in mind when you're um, talking to your partner, making sure that, you know, you are meeting their respect arrangement, so to speak.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, and uh, it probably, I mean, it's also worth noticing that focusing only in on a positive thing is the other extreme. Like probably if you admire too much your partner, you're going to lose the other side of the coin, right? That is important to keep in mind, meaning that, you know, you you can be in denial, you know, uh, he's a great father, he's a a great worker, but if you see only these two aspects and you lose, or you don't want to see, you know, the counterpart that probably is negative, uh, you have the exact the, the same effect then on if you focus only on a negative, uh, negative right, so part. keep it so, in balance. Yeah, exactly. So,
1: right. okay, the big no, picture perfect, right?
2: as a the entire picture. So. Sure.
1: Um, I wanted to move on to a question that we received, an email question. Um, do
2: you want to read it, Max? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, one of the questions that we received uh, was from Jessica, and she basically was uh, talking to us about his rela- her relationship with uh, Brad. Um, uh, they are together, uh, what, uh, the past two years, and basically the relationship seemed to be good. I mean, they don't have any kind of uh, um, uh big issues, but uh, she was pointing out something uh, in particular that she said, you know, he is, uh, he is very good on me, uh, we enjoy similar things, we have similar values, but um, at some point she noticed that um, it, they were not sharing, um, they were not contributing in an equal way. Um, way to our to their finances so and basically she said you know at at the beginning i was making more money than him uh, and i felt like felt very um, good on uh, making uh, paying more money like uh, contributing more than him but when he changed job and he was making a similar amount of money of jessica um, he didn't immediately, or he didn't uh, change the um, um, how can I say the
1: contribution. Yeah, the
2: contribution. So, and she was kind of, uh, you know, um, uh, she was developing this kind of uh, resentment. We can say, you know, um, um, uh, towards Brad and.
1: Yeah. The so, other thing,
2: and, Yeah, and basically you gave her a uh, few few suggestions, I right. guess. Right. Well, I
1: wanted to point out that that she took it beyond beyond that. She had mentioned that it, it really the bigger concern for her was yes, it was about four hundred dollars a month, and that really wasn't the big issue. But she was afraid that other things down the way might be divided in a similar way in the future, like taking care of kids, major house chores, if they ever bought a house together. And it was really bothering her, but she was not able to bring this up to him. It was a really, um, it was really hard for her to talk about this, and she felt kind of bad about even wanting to approach the subject. So she asked, you know, what I thought she should do. So my advice to her was, it certainly sounds like um, they have good aspects within their relationship, and the fact that Jessica can talk to Brad about almost everything is definitely a good sign. Um, but I want to encourage, I, I encouraged her to discuss, um, to well, to actually think about why that particular topic is hard for her to discuss. Why is money so difficult? Um, as most of us know, sometimes money is very hard to talk about, um, even in couples who have been married for years. Um, money is one of the issues that causes the most stress well, and arguments for couples.
2: Especially if you are not, you know, well, right. you know, you of course...
1: Well, even then, people fight about it, you know, how to spend it, whatever. Um, It is very common for many couples to prefer to avoid discussing money. So Jessica really wasn't alone. And um, But my biggest suggestion was what if she was able to approach it just a little bit differently um, to be able to remove some of the stress from having that conversation. So um, I think uh, if you will remember the previous segment, uh, we were talking about respect in that um, I don't really look at as uh, at respect as rules, more of a, an agreement or an arrangement. And um, in this situation, this is a financial arrangement that needs to be renegotiated um, because Brad had not already um, brought that up or initiated that. Jessica felt disrespected. So, if Jessica were to consider the idea that Brad uh, may not realize that she feels disrespected, lack of equal contribution to the finances, especially because he seems to be very respectful in every other way, um, she might be able to consider approaching the conversation more easily, um, made with that slight mind shift that it's not happening from a disrespectful place on his part. So, this is This is what I told her. Try to adjust your viewpoint from thinking that he doesn't respect me to we just have an arrangement that needs to be renegotiated. When you do this, even in your thoughts, you are making a shift to a more neutral place. To set up the conversation, ask him if there is a good time for you to chat about something that has been on your mind. This gives him the opportunity to have some control over when the conversation happens so that he doesn't feel put on the defense from the very beginning. And feel like that conversation came out of nowhere. Keep in mind, it is what you say, how you say it, and when you say it that can make all the difference in the reception of your conversation. In initial conversation, she should ask him, you should ask him if you can sit down and reevaluate your finances together on a yearly basis since things can change often and that you would like to begin that soon. This will give you both an opportunity to review your combined income and expenses. In fact, I recommend that couples do this yearly, anyways, to make sure you're meeting the on track, or meeting and being on track with your financial goals. Once you have done that, and an Excel spreadsheet works really well for this, by the way, you can see that what your true picture looks like, and he can also see the true picture. This should make him aware of the discrepancy in how much each of you are, count- are contributing to the joint financial picture. This will give him the opportunity to offer a different arrangement. If he does not offer to add additional funds into the combined contribution, you can take this opportunity to discuss splitting bills differently, so it is now equal. By taking this approach, you have opened up the opportunity to naturally discuss finances in a productive and non-critical way. If he is not in agreement to splitting finances equally, then you know where you stand on that within this relationship and can decide from there if this is a deal breaker for you or not. As you mentioned, you worry that it will flow over into raising kids and home ownership chores as well. By addressing it now, you will gain more insight and have more information instead of simply wondering what might happen in the future.
2: Uh, I think um, you know, it's very interesting um, especially because it doesn't it doesn't uh, broad the topic, you know, how so, I mean, there are possibly two, I mean, two possible explanations. One is that He doesn't think that it's very important, a possibility. But another is that he consciously or is too afraid to bring this up because for some mm, weird reason, right? So if I don't talk about something, it's because I want to avoid that kind of conversation. So probably uh, another suggestion would be like to very carefully explore if and if so, he avoids to, you know, to 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 face that kind of conversation. Like money is a waste. Right, lying. just like
1: her, you she know. was feeling uncomfortable. As exactly,
2: well. but probably right. you know, if you are very afraid, you know, you 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 say no. I don't want to. And your brain shuts you down. Like no, yes, yeah, sure. exactly.
1: Right. So the important thing to keep in mind is that unresolved issues can cause distance, disconnect, and resentment, as you mentioned. Taking note of how your thoughts impact how you feel, and in turn, that impacts how you respond. It is hard to feel consistently close to them for something they do or don't do. If you are thinking that Brad is being disrespectful, it is causing you to feel resentful, and you are likely responding accordingly by maybe being more distant, second-guessing your relationship, and possibly being less tuned in to name a few possible outcomes of feeling resentful. We wish Jessica and Brad the very best. So, yeah. we definitely thank our listeners for sending in their questions for a response on the air. If your question wasn't chosen to be answered, we will, we will send you a response by email if you haven't already received it. When we return from break, we'll be chatting in our single segment about how you can spend your time wisely while you are single and looking for that amazing relationship.
0: Karen collins Achetti is happy to help you via online therapy. She is licensed for therapy in both Florida and Ohio and can offer relationship coaching in all 50 states. To schedule an appointment, visit OurLoveStory.com. If you would like to schedule an in-person session and you are in the South Florida area, Karen is located in Jupiter and can be reached at 561-512-9743. You can also schedule an appointment from your computer or smartphone. Visit OurLoveStory.com. That's the letter R, lovestory.com. Karen Collins' book, In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, is written for people like you who are searching for that great partner or are already in a relationship. Karen's book will assist you in identifying the relationship that you want and need and help you to develop a plan of action to get you there. You will develop skills to be the best partner that you can be and learn how to write your own love story. Check out In the Pink, Developing Healthy Relationships, available at Amazon.com and through PayPal. success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You are listening to Coupled Up with Karen Collins Achetti and Max Achetti. Would you like to share your story or have a question or comment for the show? please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to karencollins71 at yahoo.com. You can also visit Karen's website at rlovestory.com. That's letter R, lovestory.com. Now back to Coupled Up.
1: Welcome back. This is Karen
2: and Max. So uh, the beginning of our show focused on couples and relationships, but it's also important to focus on singles who are searching for the great relationship. While you are not in a relationship, you can devote time to yourself to constantly grow as an individual and to explore what your needs are uh, in a partner.
1: If there is one area of life to be incredibly selective in, it is who you share your intimate time with. But if you don't know what you want and need in a partner, it may be more challenging to find.
2: So each week we will discuss topics related to dating and finding the relationship that you are looking for.
1: Tonight, we're going to discuss how you can spend your time wisely while you are single and looking for that amazing relationship. Some singles who are intensely looking can struggle with being single. But there are many opportunities during periods of being single that you can use to your advantage. During the time that you are single, here are a few things that you can do for yourself that will be helpful for you when and when you find a new relationship. I want to take the time to express how important I think it is to take good care of yourself, to provide the self-care that you need, rest, relax, travel, do the things that you always have wanted to do, and enjoy where you are in your life without worry or feeling like you are missing out on something by being single. Sometimes you may find that it is uncomfortable to be single, wonder why you have not found someone to share your life with yet, or wonder if there is something that you are doing wrong. But instead of looking at being single as an issue or a bad thing, look at it as you are still um, or currently single because you are being selective and have not met the partner that you want to spend time with. When viewed in this way, being single can feel completely different. Let's face it. Most of you can have a date every night if you wanted to, but maybe you realize that your time could be better spent, and by being selective as to who you spend your time with, you are doing just that. Yeah. But
2: being selective, meaning that you know what you want.
1: Well, or at right. least what you don't want, right?
2: Which is another form of choice. Like, uh, exactly. You know. Exactly.
1: Exactly. In addition to enjoying your freedom, your alone time, taking time to reconnect with friends and taking extra good care of yourself through diet, relaxation and exercise, you can consider what you really want in a partner and relationship. Take some of this time to figure out what your needs and wants are in someone and within a relationship. You can reflect back on past relationships and think about what you see in other couples' relationships that you do and don't want to have in your own you can learn from your experiences with within other interpersonal relationships too. You can take stock of your patterns of behavior that may interfere with having the relationship that you want. It is helpful to know what you will and won't accept in a relationship and just how to articulate that in a healthy way that is going to be well received by your future partner. In the least, I recommend making a long and short list of what you want I'm sorry, of what your wants and needs are. The long list should contain the things that you would like to have within a healthy relationship and partner. The short list would contain the things that you will not compromise on in a healthy relationship and partner. For example, on the long list, maybe a sense of humor, Max. Yeah, of course. (laughs) He just thinks he's funny, though, but I think that'll count. And the ability to approach life with a lighthearted sense. Um, on you know those are those would be examples of things that you'd like to have but on the short list um, may include consistent respectfulness, dependability, reliability, trustworthiness, things like that.
2: I mean but n- none of a human being on this earth has all those uh, These are examples. Characteristics. I mean, you are just, uh, I mean, I think it's a monster. Someone at this old Madre Teresa would have only those, you know? No. No, okay.
1: It's possible. It may be helpful to expand on the list to better identify what you mean by reliable and what types of behaviors and actions would you expect to see from a reliable partner, even writing down examples of what that would look like to you. An example action of a reliable partner would be the guy who offers to and follows through with helping you drop off your car to get it serviced, or the guy that attends your doctor's appointments with you to be there for you, even if he has to cancel a meeting to do so. Those are just a few uh, examples of behaviors and actions that would show reliability. You can consider the relationships of couples that you admire and how they interact to give you an idea of what you would like. I love being around other couples who treat each other well and are connected. It simply makes me feel good too to see others who are happy together. And I have learned a lot from watching other couples, what I want, what I don't want, what to do and what not to do. Watching other couples is a great way to learn and gather relationship wisdom. By taking the time to do this while you are single, you're preparing yourself more for the next relationship, not to mention growing as an individual. Keep in mind that you are never standing still Always try to be moving forward.
2: Tune in the next week from the single segment. We will be discussing how to determine what you want and need in a partner so you are one step closer to finding the relationship that you
1: want. Each week, we will give you a weekly weekly couples challenge that will provide you with an idea or ideas that you can do to proactively build your relationship up with your partner and get closer to one another. Try the weekly challenges and share with us the differences that you see in your relationship along the way. We want to hear from you. You can call in or send us an email anytime. You can easily find the previous week's challenge listed on my website on the Couples Weekly Challenge page.
2: Her weekly Couples Challenge uh, this week will help you determine what respect means to you and ways to increase respect and admiration for your partner.
1: i oh, so sorry. Max. Oh, no, I mean <laughs> Sorry. It's up
2: to you I mean if you read my mind
1: go <laughs> <then> you go <laughs>
2: <laughs> If you were able to catch the beginning of our show uh, we'll give you a specific way to define respect together. Please take the time to do uh, that together as it will make the weekly challenge even more beneficial.
1: So each morning for the next week, please think about and jot it down in your smartphone or somewhere you can save your thoughts to a response to an admiration thought starter. For example, my partner is fill in the blank. Think of a time when your partner was very supportive to you. Think of at least one benefit of being with your partner. Um, Also, another one is one of my favorite things to talk about with my partner is fill in the blank. One of my favorite things to do with my partner is, again, fill in the blank.
2: So, and if you would like additional ideas, we have a list of thoughts, starters on our website for you to use on the Couples Weekly Challenge page. And also, I mean, if the, our audience uh, has some, you know, uh, ideas or um, suggestion, they are free to contact us and to call in and uh, discuss with us.
1: Absolutely, let us know, because we are, like we said in the beginning, we're all learning as we go, and um, I'm always excited to hear what other people are doing and how other people are thinking outside of the box and doing things for their partner and making a difference.
2: There is an interesting article that I was reading about, uh, you know, relationships and respect, you know, uh, to your partner, blah, blah, and I found a couple of Points very very interesting. Like the bottom line is, uh, if you decide uh, if you decide to spend time the rest of your life with uh, or you know your life in that particular moment with someone, is because probably there are uh, elements, uh, uh, a certain kind of connection that you didn't find before. You know, I think this is pretty. uh, or most trivial to say but um, in this article uh, they was addressing like like ways to uh, to show the respect so and uh, one of the points was uh, um, like listening attentively to your partner needs desires and concerns I mean again it sounds trivial but uh, we, I mean, I think as a you know a therapist, you have experience of this almost every every time because uh, one of the major concerns is that <clears throat> a partner it's not enough present enough um, doesn't pay too much attention. You know, uh, what do you think?
1: I think it's it's true and it's interesting because when you first get together with someone, you hang on their every word uh, for the most part and you go way out of your way to do special things and as time goes on in a relationship, it, it amazes me how often people just stop doing that and I think that, you know, obviously that is, you know, a huge misstep because, why wouldn't, wouldn't you continue to do those things and show that your partner is valued and that you care as much as you did in the beginning? Um, I mean, I, I, I tell people, you know, if you were to leave this person and start a new relationship with someone else, you're going to have to do all those things or that, or you're probably not going to. Uh, find someone who's going to date you very long. So why not put that energy into your current relationship and continue to do that? Keep it strong. Keep it filled up. Um, hang on her every word. Hang on his every word. And, you know, show that respect and that love and, and that continued um, just, it, I, I guess the best word is what we were talking about tonight, that admiration, you know, where you your partner catches you telling other people how great you think they are, and you know um, you talk highly about your partner to your family, and you know you you speak you know great things um, whenever you have the opportunity. And that doesn't mean you think your partner's perfect, but you know you definitely you definitely um, are helping your relationship stay strong like and your partner feel good yeah, about yeah. about themselves and about being in the relationship with you
2: definitely I mean and uh, uh, for instance uh, another uh, point um, brought up from uh, um, in this article was that uh, um, ensuring your partner that there is room for many opinions so meaning that I respect your opinion you respect mine or there is room in our relationship to convey our opinion right. and convey our message. Meaning, you know, I'm part of this crew and we navigate together uh, and building the relationship that we want. Uh, I'm not just a, a co-host or, or like, you know, a, right. a I guest.
1: Th- I, think where, know? I think where people get into trouble is they feel like they have... Something to prove, and if their if their partner doesn't agree with them, then they feel they become defensive, and feel like at all costs they've got to get people to agree with what they're saying. When it's perfectly fine, like you said, to have two different opinions, and um, you know, having respect for the other person's opinion. And in fact, I love when you have a different thought process on something because I'm coming from my my point of view that it's just my life. I know what I know. And I would love to know what you know, because maybe just maybe there's something I haven't thought of. And if not, we make, if we're still, you know, if we have differing opinions, we make a decision as to which way to go and trust one another. And, um, even if we go with the opposite opinion of what to do and something goes wrong, please do not reserve the right to say, I told you so. No, Dev,
2: Dev, absolutely. Um, First, another point, it it doesn't, I mean, I'm not completely agree, um, and there's, uh, uh, when, uh, like, you have always to support your partner no matter what. I mean, in that case, it seems to be like you blindly believe uh, on a dogma, Right? So instead of sharing your idea or if your partner does or thinks something that you disagree or you're not, you know.
1: Well, I think there's a way to to discuss that you disagree, right? You know, you can say, Karen, I I don't don't agree with what you're saying. That doesn't mean you love me any less or think any less of me. You're just simply saying I'm not seeing it the same way. And maybe you, you know, like let's say I did something um, at work or something that, you know, you hearing your you you really actually should have done that. Yeah. Um, being able to tell me that and me realize that that doesn't mean you care any less about me or anything. It's just, you know, you're able to say, Hey, probably not that what probably wasn't the best way to go. Now what are we going to do or what are you going to do? Or how can I support you in whatever you're gonna do next?
2: That's so- different. Kind of- <laughs> That's the last thing that I found very interesting, uh, kind of amusing because of how different uh, background um, is uh, replace cutting sarcasm with gentle language, meaning so um, use sense of humor, don't be sarcastic with your partner, or if you want to be sarcastic, be sure that it's funny. She or he, <laughs> he can understand that you were sarcastic and that yes. is your way to.
1: Timing is everything. Um,
2: absolutely. It's the the, uh, the fundamental elements of comedy.
1: You got Spain. it. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight for Coupled Up, the relationship show where, where you can be selected to be an on-air guest to discuss your relationship with us. You can call in or write us to ask us your toughest relationship questions to get answers and options that will make a difference in your relationship. Next week, we'll be discussing how to get what you want in your relationship. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to us on Coupled Up.
2: Have a good night.
0: Thank you for being a part of our program. Remember, coupled up with Karen Collins-Achetti and Max Achetti can be heard live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, don't forget to find at least one thing you can do to strengthen your relationship this week.